Welcome to the Kayak Bass Nation audio podcast. We go live every Monday night, talk all things kayak bass fishing across multiple platforms. But we don't get to talk directly to you folks, the audio podcast listeners. Uh, wherever you're listening to us from, whatever platform you use, we want to say we appreciate you guys downloading the show, listening to it while you're driving, working out, or whatever the case may be. If you have the time, take a second and leave us a review. Give us a follow, a subscribe, whatever your platform allows. And once again, thank you for spending a little time with us on the KBN Live replay. Boom. What's up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. Ryan, how you doing? Looking I'm good. I'm doing good. Can you, can you hear me in this mic? I can hear you. You're looking, okay. looking good, sounding good. Perfect. You're virtually sounding good on your virtual mic right there. Yeah. No, that's, a, that's my regular mic, man. I'm at home. It's your regular mic. It's your regular yeah. mic. Yeah. The cast trophy back there. I see you. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing tonight, buddy? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Recovering. It's a long four days there running the roads. Pretty, pretty hot. Yeah. I feel you. Uh, you did double duty. You fished a little bit of the tournament and then you did a little bit of volleyball. You, you was all over the place. <laughs> I want to try to get some points and, you know, I, I didn't get to go practice on Seminole. I got down there late Thursday night and had Friday to poke around a little bit. So I was just kind of uh, in survival mode. I was hoping I could find a limit and I did find a limit, but I did not get a big bite the entire time I was down there. I made a deal with Kenzo. She made the gold bracket in their regional tournament that I would be there Sunday. Uh, the game was supposed to be at 11. So she calls me late saturday night and informs me it's at 9 a.m so i got up at 4 a.m and drove <laughs> to north georgia for the tournament uh but they did good they finished in third so I i'll take it does that get them to the nationals yeah yep nationals okay. in orlando All right. there we go way to go kenzo so oh yeah doing what dads do burning up the roads that's uh, it man good, good stuff yeah man, it was fun to watch them at all you know ewing put it on them early had a huge limit day one but but our you know, we got Ewing on the show tonight. We got Brian Nelly on too, because Brian tried to run him down. They too. Brian they did try to run him down. And Ewing was like, Yeah, you know, I was four inches in front of him. I don't know if he called. So I text Brian. I was like, Did you freaking call? And he's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Really? And he's like, Yeah, I was like, four inches. He's like, I'm not he's like, uh, he's like, I don't think I got enough. He's like, But don't tell the kid, I want him to sweat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we got both those guys in on in the second half of the show. But our first guest, Cole Sykes, which is it's going to be near and dear to my heart to have him on because he's from our local club here. I know Cole really well. He's taken quite a bit of my money over the years here locally. So we got Cole on who just won the All-American Championship, 200 anglers up there on Truman. And he made – he did make the day two move. Made a hell yeah. of a comeback. I think he was in 11th place after day one. Came back and won the whole thing with a big limit day two. So we're going to talk to him about that. Yeah, I mean, I saw day one. You posted the, the gentleman caught 600 bass. Yeah. That was wild. Well, you know. So, grammar is that's not a good day that's a good day man grammar is not much fun. yeah chad davison who we've had on before uh, we got to meet chad over there at uh, the championship for bass good dude very smart uh, good angler I, I thought he was gonna take it and run away with it but Hell, he had a fistful down. of trophies he posted earlier he had two uh, you know two trophies in each hand or something earlier so i guess there were some concurrent events that were that were taking place there as well yeah i think they ran an all-american series in conjunction with it i got you and then, you know, with the, with the championship going on the same place, but, but Cole's no stranger to winning, man. He, you know, he's won a couple AOIs with us, won a lot of tournaments in the region, TOC qualifier in the past. I mean, mm -hmm. my man can catch them. So we introduced some folks nationally to Cole. 
it's gonna be a good show um we always like to talk about a few other things that happen during the week before we we jump into our guest although i don't want to do that long because we got three guests tonight so we got to get them all squeezed oh, in. yeah uh first we are going to do a giveaway tonight so revo giveaway tonight y'all know the drill if you're on youtube you just have to like the video and comment uh where you're watching from if you're on facebook it's the same old like and share make sure you like uh, the kayak bass nation page revo's page and then share the stream to wherever share it to your local group share it to your personal page share it to both it doesn't matter like and share and we'll give a pair of revos away at the end i saw michael michael uh Kervosky, i don't want to mispronounce his name that won our last pair posted up that he got his in was really loving them and i've, I've yet to hear somebody upset about their, their i like videos. it i like it so we'll do that tonight so like and share on the revos um not a whole lot going on we got uh, the two big tournaments we've got the guests on so we don't really need to talk about those uh i know there was there was a little bit of something that went down at the potomac our boy josh evans uh won second place in the trail event uh i think he's still getting paid out second place money but after the awards were over he got his second place trophy yanked from him we'll wait for more details to emerge on that but that that was kind of disappointing to see over there. this is crazy this is so crazy this has never happened 800 times before yeah so there you go josh well done, Josh. Regardless, congrats yeah, on we, first. We're proud inside. of you, Josh. We're proud of you. I yeah. hope. I hope you. Hope you get that money, buddy. Yeah, you. You never know. You. You know, very rare that you can win second and third in the same tournament. But very, very. You got to try hard at that one. You got to try real hard at that one. There he did it. Oh, we, we got guys in the comments from YouTube talking about where they're watching from. Johnny Maddox and the Revos are legit. We know you. You know you make an income. On <laughs> Johnny that. better not say one bad word about anything we give away on here. On the retirement over here from this thing. Um, yeah, that's really all I want to get into. Anything else you want to talk about before we talk about the sponsors and get colon? No, I think we're good, man. I think we're good. All right. Well, as always, doing the Revo giveaway tonight, we're talking about them, but this show is presented by Dugout Bait and Tackle. Oh, yeah. Evo wanted me to bring up there's a new option available at Dugout, right? What is it? And that is they're now offering the affirm credit oh, option. Oh, okay. So, if that $25,000 Hobie was out of your price range, it's not anymore when they're in finance. No, but they're, they're making it flexible for you uh, for, for some of these kayaks and all the gear they, that you can get there. Now you've got flexible options to go go finance it. With I mean, so you can that? spend as much uh, on, a, on a kayak as a decent vehicle nowadays. So yeah. I definitely think that's probably worth having. Not everybody yeah. has 20 grand cash laying around to explain to their wife of why they think they're going to be a professional kayak angler. That's right. So big time. Well done. Dugout giving anglers more options to get rigged out how they want to. Uh, Pro Guide Lithium, of course, is the battery of choice. Did you run those Pro Guides and, and pre-fish? Did you get to use them? I did. All? Yeah, man. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We're. I think we're trying to get uh, somebody from Pro Guide on to do a little Q&A with here in the next week or two, the next show or two. Yeah, we, so, we've uh, had conversations about like what actually makes up the batteries. We've talked about the YouTube videos where people dissect the batteries and find you know, concrete and random <laughs> nuts and bolts rattling around in there. So we want to, we want to get somebody that actually knows the science behind this stuff on uh, to tell us like what sets these batteries apart, what makes a quality battery or, you know, just any off the shelf Alibaba battery, so to speak. Right. Uh, Jeff Sherwood, you told us about the glasses. You are solely responsible for Revo. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much. And congrats to Jeff. I know we talked about that last week, but I saw he's been doing some damage in every tournament he's fished so far, it seems like. I he's saw he got a share lunker. He got a share oh, lunker yeah. accepted today, so congrats. My man, he's out there doing it. Um, of course, we want to 
thank our other sponsor giveaways. Z-Man, we did a Z-Man giveaway last week. Uh, Seagars, we've done some Seagar giveaways, so we appreciate them. Our newest sponsor, Gil, I'm rocking that hat. And Ryan, you actually got to put their stuff to the test on Sunday. <laughs> Buddy, uh, Saturday afternoon, it blew one up pretty pretty good on us. There was a lot of lightning, a lot of wind, uh, some some sporadic rain. Uh, I'm really impressed with the quality. I've, I've had some Bass Pro, like 100-mile-an-hour suits type deals. That's what I would compare it to. I mean, it's a really heavy-duty uh, product. There you go. All right, so kept Ryan dry. You heard it here first. And the code that you can use is KBN25, and you can save 25%, which is a lot of money on those suits. So get over there and get you some. Oh, yes. Um, all right, with that said, let's get Cole in here, man. I know he's tired. Just got home from that long weekend, although it was kind of a shorter weekend for him since they cut that that deal off on Saturdays. They do that Friday-Saturday tournament. Cole Sykes, what's up, man? Welcome hey. to the show. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. All-American champ. How you feeling about it this Monday? It feels good. It uh, feels good, especially after getting fourth, uh, the previous classic. Um, you know, leading it last year, um, you know, this year is a little better coming in with less pressure, being 11th. Um, be able to make a charge on day two, uh, definitely better than sitting in first after day one. <laughs> really, Ryan? I yeah. talked to people about that before. Is it? Did it feel a little better not having that that lead on day one? Yeah. Heat off you? Yeah, I just went out there and went fishing. So, um, you know, just just put my head down. What? You know, I didn't have to worry about anything. So. Yeah, Ryan. I was texting with him after the turn, trying to get a hold of him to come on the show. Obviously, and he's like, "Yeah, I got home. I barely got any sleep. As soon as I walked in the door, I got put on baby duty. They have a, a little five month old baby. Oh yeah. I'm like, yeah. The wife said, what's up, champ? I changed his diaper. Get out of my yeah. face. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, I, I mentioned this at the awards, but like, I, this is my first tournament since September in my kayak. Um, so like I'm, I'm super sore and all that, but I, uh, I asked for permission to fish this before the baby was born. So that's like the key. I asked before the baby is born. Uh, <laughs> but she couldn't, she couldn't tell me no once she told me yes then. So, um, no, I was glad to get back out there, but my body's feeling it now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that is, you've been conspicuously absent from the NSK leaderboards locally because I'm assuming the baby and, and work yeah. has kept you busy all, all fall. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely. So he's a handful. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's awesome. When you went into this one, you had a pretty good experience on the lake previously. Like you, you're familiar. It's not like it was your first trip out there by any means, huh? Yeah. This is my second time there. Um, and uh, you know, it, it looks a lot like some of the lakes around here, um, some of the Ozark lakes. The only thing that's different is, like, it's not as deep as those, and it's definitely got some color in the water. Um, here, uh, I'm, my home lake's Beaver Lake, um, the Dead Sea. So, uh, you know, it's clear, um, you know, 20 foot of water up by the dam. You get in the rivers, it can get, you know, a little bit of stain. And, and that's where I like to fish. And so, uh, Truman, you know, the clearest water is typically around, like, two and a half foot. And so um, it felt like home to me because I like to be up in the river on beaver um and so uh, you know it's got a lot of the same stuff bluff walls gravel rock and just a million timber so uh you've got to be careful out there last year i broke my drive and steering after day one um and so we had to work together as a team uh the club to get, get my kayak back going um but you know it didn't stop what? me from fishing so no excuses for not winning that one <laughs> what kind of kayak do you fish out of i got a hobie Hobie. Yeah. So, so just, you managed, did you have the kick up fins or did, how, what no, I have, did you uh, manage to break? Yeah. I have a 2019. Uh, I think that was before that, the kick up fins. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I need to invest in some apparently. Yeah, you do. I mean, it makes <laughs> it makes it pretty much bulletproof. I, had, I I'm very rough on them. Hadn't managed to break one. Uh, I was wondering because I know a lot of the guys in your area. Jeff is swayed to the dark side there. Yeah, it's, it's about a fifty-fifty split, I'd say these yeah, days around here. Mark did a cool trick with a 50-50 split on his prop. He uh, split two stumps and broke off both sides of his old tail prop on Saturday. And uh, Mark, being Mark, didn't have a paddle. Uh, so he borrowed half a paddle and limped back to the ramp. And then he was trying to do something standing on the dock, pushing off with his foot, and slipped and fell in the water neck deep at the ramp yeah. too after he broke it. That, that was my reply to Dylan on that post he made about it. I said, well, I mean, the props are very cheap. You usually carry two or three in the boat. You know, they take 30 seconds to change out. And he's, then he mentioned Mark. I said, well, I was talking about normal people, <laughs> not, not, not Mark, you know, oh, man. Not, not the superhuman. But yeah, yeah, Cole, I wanted to ask you, you kind of already touched on it, man, because you're such, you've had so many wins around here. You're, you've won the state championship here on Bull Shoals. You've dominated on Beaver Lake. Those lakes simply. I've been to Truman once and I do, I agree with you. It sets up similar except for the, the colored water and stuff like that. But obviously you were able to fish your strengths and fish your confidence up there. Tell us kind of what you figured out over the last couple of years of being up there. And if, are you going to tell me a jig? Cause I know you, I know you love throwing that jig. No jig, it, no jig surprisingly. It, really? It, the last few right. years. And maybe that's why I haven't done as well. Um, but I haven't <laughs> thrown a jig as much, but, uh, no, actually like day one, um, it was dead slick calm and sunny and i'm more of a power fisherman i like to throw a spinner bait um a jig a lot those those are kind of basically anything that looks kind of like a jig it may have a little spinner on it you may buzz it on top those are about my three things i throw um but uh you know i had to with the conditions i had to really kind of slow down and i threw a fluke around i was fishing something a little bit different i feel like than most other people you know, we're rooming with a whole bunch of guys in our from our local club and Airbnb. It seemed like most people are catching them on points around bluffs and stuff like that. Um, I was actually fishing more spawning areas. Um, that's what I really focused on. And, and surprisingly, the fish didn't seem like they're really interested in spawning yet, at least in the area I was in. Um, I was in definitely in the cooler water of the area or of the lake. Um, and so I feel like that helped me a lot because I feel like the fish were starting to come to me. Um, but like I said, day one, it's really calm. So I threw it around fluke, caught about 50 fish. It just could never catch like a big quality kicker. Um, but it's just good enough to keep me in contention. So, and then, uh, day two is a little bit different. It was strong winds. Um, and so I started the day off with the fluke and, and some back of the pockets and, and the previous days, they're kind of set up on the points. Um, and there I was fishing, like the pockets were really short and shallow. Um, and so the fish didn't have to be far, but it was the very first day, the entire time I was down there for pre-fishing and the tournament where the backs of the water or backs of the pockets first thing in the mar morning were warmer than the points. Um, so I went to the back of the pocket and caught two good ones. First thing in the morning, I caught an 18, three quarters and an 18. Um, and that kind of just kickstarted my day. And then I immediately went to the next pocket over, got a 17 and a half in the back. And so I was sitting really well right at the very beginning of the day. Um, so those were all. Uh, like I said, with a fluke, and then I started power fishing the rest of the day with that wind. So, so day one, you were about what five inches out, roughly. Yeah, roughly. I had place. 84 and a half, and the leader was 89. So, so yeah. how much, like going into these tournaments, I know it's hard to predict changing conditions and stuff. Where do you feel comfortable 
like you're within striking distance? Like how much of a, of a Delta do you feel like is too much to, <laughs> to yeah. wake up and feel good about going into it? Right. Well, for this tournament, I felt like I couldn't really be much further away than where I was, especially with um, the anglers that are on there and they're at the top of the road. So specifically Chad Davidson, uh, really good angler in that area and just everywhere. Uh, he already had 87 inches. So that's a, a good lead over everyone else. Um, and then leader from Colorado had 89. So, you know, there's 10 people ahead of me. Just one of those guys had had a really good day, similar to me. Um, and they're your winner. So, um, you know, five inches beyond that, it felt like it'd been tough. I knew low nineties was possible. Um, but I actually thought it would take low nineties each day to win it or an average of that. So, yeah, uh, I was looking through the leaderboard here. I'm down at 105 and there's still limits coming in on day one. Uh, so it's one of those kind of tournaments. Yeah. Everybody's catching surprised. Them. Yeah, yeah. That like day one with the conditions, like typically the lakes around here, maybe it's because it's usually clear water. Like if it's dead slick clum, you better grind and grind. But like man, I caught 50 fish, like throwing a fluke around, which is pretty easy, but I was just impressed. And then day two, I didn't catch hardly any fish, but they're all quality. So yeah, I'm sitting here looking at your day two, man. I don't see any coals on there. I don't know if you just didn't submit some other. No, fish, I mean I caught probably like ten fish. Okay. Um, I they did an hourly big bass. Um, so like I strategically submitted my top three bass at different times to see if I could get an extra hundred dollars. <laughs> um, and so and then I submitted the seventeens at the end of the day. Did that work? I did not win an extra hundred, but I'm okay with my ten thousand. Yeah, you're feeling all right yeah, with the ten. Yeah, you're okay. probably good on that one, I guess. Yeah. What is a big? I mean, like when you talk about like a trophy bass on that lake, how how big does it start at twenty or like where, where's the line there? For this tournament, twenty for sure. Um, but I feel like in the previous tournament I was down there, you know, yeah, it was twenty one, you know, around there, twenty and a half. So. Okay um there's a lot kyle's? of those solid fish sorry what was kyle's that he won last year wasn't it like or the year before it was like a i 20. think it was 22 but it weighed about three pounds i think yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean thank goodness we don't go on weight right yeah yeah i'm looking at their hourly big bass and it, it was solid 19s and 20s yeah. you know for the midwest missouri like that yeah, yeah there's a lot of those 16 to 18s in this lake so you know it's just solid fish <clears throat> I met a great guy at the boat ramp uh, when I was down there on Seminole, and he he's very interested in getting into kayak fishing. He was asking how we score the fish, and he he said, "Yeah, I heard that your app will you know it calculates the weight." And he thought that our tournaments were decided by the app's weight calculation. And he's like, "What if you disagree with the weight?" Cal-? I was like, "It doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter if you disagree, if you weigh them, if it doesn't even tell you, it doesn't matter at all." y'all just go by how long they are. I was like, yes, sir. That is, that is the only thing we care about. Length He's matters. Like, that just don't make any sense. And I was like, yo, okay. You, you got me on that one. <laughs> uh, Makes people do some crazy things, Ryan, that length. It, well, we're learning more and more. Yeah. Yeah. We got Kyle Long in the comments, defending his long fish from a few years ago. There you go. Really heavy. Uh, Kyle, he stumbles on them biggins. That dude won or should have won big bass down on fork a few years ago with the original TOC, but he forgot how to measure the fish correctly for the picture and, and mm. lost that one. But they were sticklers sorry. back in back in those days, huh? It was actually the opposite. They let you open the mouth to get extra length, and he didn't do it. Shut up, really? Yes, boy, my man. He was he was following the rules before they were rules. That's right. He was a trend good job, setter. Kyle. Good on you. Um, 
Cole, I was hovering over some of your times there. Uh, let me pull that back up on the screen. Well, I won't pull it back up. Your 19-inch fish, it shows 1238 as the picture taken. And your and your 17, no, where's that other one? One of your 17s was 130. So was that yeah. actual catch time? Like after yeah. lunchtime, you caught those two good fish? Yeah, I went on a big dry spell for a couple hours, probably like three hours. And that 19 is what really won it for me at 1230-ish. Um, I Basically, my area had three kind of like key stretches or key spots. And I was just bouncing around from those. Um, they're all about a mile apart. Um, but anytime I came between, like, upon an isolated target between those areas, I would just stop, make a couple casts, and move on. Um, and this one isolated target, which was on a point, I mean, it's like textbook, it was on a flat point, windblown. And I've probably made a 30 cast at that thing between my two days there. Never caught a fish. And of course, at 1240 or whatever it was, I caught 19. It cold like four inches. I'm like, I text my wife. I was like, I may win this thing. <laughs> um, but then I was like, you know, I still, I still had a 15 and a half, I believe, uh, that I need to get rid of. Um, and so caught that 17, you know, 130. And, you know, that put me over the 90 inch mark. And I was like, all right, I got to definitely have a chance now. Um, there's still, like I said, 10 people ahead of me. The tight all of the weights below me or links were really tight as well. Like anyone could have won, um, but I felt pretty confident after catching that 19 that I had a good chance. Yeah. The, uh, what time leader off? I didn't see what time it went off. One thirty. One thirty. Okay. Yeah. So you're in the dark for a little bit there. Yeah. So yeah, I submitted like those three better quality ones beforehand. Like I said, just trying to get that, um, extra hundred dollars. Cause I knew it like once the leaderboard went off, there's going to be a lot of people just start submitting stuff. So I was like, I want to get those three in before then at least for my odds to win. And I mean, it didn't pan out, but sounds smart. Yeah. Bill, Billy Bowden said, uh, he said, you called him pretty hyped up. Don't be acting humble now. Oh yeah. At the end of the day, I did. <laughs> I did did he drop awesome. the wide dick open on you in the comment and on the phone? Did he say it? No, he didn't. Surprisingly, <laughs> man, come on. Everybody Billy. around here says it according to Billy. That's what he said. Everybody. I think he's the only one that says that. <laughs> Every, yeah. Everyone thinks he's the only one that says that, but now, there are hundreds of new people that say it. That's right. There's tens of people that say tens. it. Tens. Tens of people tens. across the country. Uh, so Kyle's in the comments, and that made me think of one thing. You Obviously, you're the champ. You won the All-American, the big trophy, individual championship. But part of you winning, you guys also pulled off the club championship. That's a cool thing that the All-American does is, if, for people who don't understand the All-American, the TOC, what it used to be before Hobie absorbed it, it was an invite only to top, I think it was top five, of each club plus a tourney, a TD invite or something like that. That was the way the TOC worked is you, your best from your club came to the TOC Lake Fork every fall. Just how it was well, when Hobie absorbed that, that left a, left a vacuum and, and the all American came in and filled that. And they've kind of expanded a little bit, you get a few more invites out of each club. They've done some great things with it. Obviously 200 anglers down there, Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, but they do a club championship as well. They take, is it your best four Cole? Best four anglers? Uh, best five, best five, best five yeah. anglers from each club and they give you that another giant trophy and some more money towards the club championship. So talk about what that meant to, to pull off the club title there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in the previous classic, um, you know, we ended up getting second place, uh, behind Moyak. Um, and so this year it went down to both NSK Northwest Arkansas and Moyak again. Um, and I thought for sure, like we're wasting our time going up on stage. Um, Cause I was pretty sure like they had 
you know, five guys and easily top 20. Um, and so I, you know, I just thought for sure they won. Um, and then when they announced that we won, I thought they were joking. I, you know, I thought Tyler Cole was going to pull one on us. Um, and be like, I oh, was just kidding. But you know, like we were completely shocked. And so like, I, I think we we're all like hesitant to celebrate because we we're just waiting for like the, the kicker there. Um, but no, it was really exciting. Um, I was actually almost more excited for that. It was as crazy as it sounds. Um, you know, these are guys I fish with all the time. Um, they're, you know, my friends. It, it's kind of weird, like, the whole kayak community. Like, like you're fishing against these guys, but yet, like, they're your best friends as well. Um, and so uh, it was just a really neat experience um, and something, like, you know, I won't ever forget. Um, you know, I'm thankful for them, proud of them for stepping up and, and uh, catching the fish as well. So. Yeah, if you guys would have lost, I was going to blame Kyle Long's lackluster day two. That was yeah. my plan. <laughs> wow, poor guy, he can't catch yeah. a break. No, I was hyping him up day one. My man was up there. He was, he was, he was right there. He had eighty three three quarters. He was in in range. So, but it happens. You know, it happened. He's still hey, great hey, finish, top twenty five. You guys we, won. The we, we've all seen a day two. You know, once or yeah. twice come around. <laughs> Kyle said it was garbage. Hey, you did just enough, buddy. Top twenty five finish. Enough. Got that club trophy. Well done, Mister President over there that's awesome um we don't want to keep it too long we just want to have you on the first half of the show but for the folks that don't know about the all-american because this is open to any club in the country they can send they can get a hold of josh get on the list and get their top 10 people sent to it uh tell them what you thought of it the all-american and what it means to, to clubs to be able to send their folks like this yeah absolutely um this is a great experience uh i recommend all clubs to try to hop on uh, and join um there's something about like club versus club is just really exciting. Obviously there's the individual aspect of it as well. Um, but they run a great uh, series. Um, they like, I was impressed how fast they were judging fish. Like as soon as you submit them, you're getting, you know, if it was accepted or not rejected. Um, but not only that, like they paid in less than 24 hours. Um, what? Yeah. And so Josh Booth, Tyler Cole, uh, and everyone else involved, give them credit. They do a great job. Um, you know, the award ceremonies are always great. Um, they're always giving up updates. Um, so if, if your club is not part of it, you need to join it. It's a great, great experience. So. Yeah. There's no, and there's no, you don't have to like pay a membership fee or anything. It's literally, you just get a hold of those guys and get on the list to, to send your club. Yep. Um, and if I remember, I've been once, I need to get my lazy ass back in the local club and get enough points to go again. But I've been once in the city up there embraces kayak anglers. They really come out and show out for y'all. Right. Yeah. 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 The city of Warsaw, uh, they're really good as well as Clinton uh, and the other surrounding cities are, they're, they're uh, very hospitable to us. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, well done, sir. Yeah. Sounds like a great event. Good job. All American for putting that on. That's awesome. That's, I mean, to have that on the same day as one of the, you know, one of the other, giant trails going on and, and pull 200 anglers. That's crazy. It's great. Yeah. Well, Cole, we don't want to keep any longer. Congrats. I know you got that baby back there. Probably got to go do something with the baby, <laughs> but congrats. Well-deserved. Uh, you know, remember the name because when Cole gets out on the national scene, you'll see his, you'll see him back on podcasts all over the place and winning trophies everywhere. So well done young man. Yep. Appreciate it. Thank you guys so it. much. Congrats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you guys. There we go. Cole Sykes, everybody. All right. Yeah, Cole. Cole is like I said, man. You've met him before. He's a TOC qualifier. The, the dude can catch him. So when he when he's able to get back out there, we'll we'll see more of him. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a big win. Ten grand yeah. popping, ten grand in a in a kayak tournament, especially mm -hmm. you know that against that much local competition too. I mean, that's that's yeah. 
pretty solid. Yep. And you know, if, if clubs from further out more in the Southeast, East coast, we could see that event pushing 250, 300 at some point. And Truman is huge. It could handle it. Really? It's, it's huge. Yeah. It's one of the few places that could handle that many people. Uh, but with that said, we got our second half of the show lined up here and ready. We got, are we bringing them in two at a time or one at a time, Ryan? How are we doing that? All right, we, we can bring them both in. We'll, right. we'll sort this out. Here we go. Brian, we gotta, get, we gotta get Brian in bed, so we'll go <laughs> get him in here early too. Yeah, one two from Seminole. What's up, fellas? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, <laughs> Edwin, Edwin's gonna number one. You're probably gonna win enough to buy a house uh, and then wallpaper it. Uh, you saving soon. your money, Edwin? Have you been saving up? I've just yep. been spending it on fishing. I was, gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say, tell the truth. <laughs> been making it rain. What was what? that box you bought at the classic? That Lake big old. Lake. Some big old giant box to hold all them four or five hundred dollar swim baits and glide baits. Well, I told everyone when I bought it, I said, if you see me pull up to the ramp and throw this in the boat, watch out. Well, uh, we'll get to yeah. that in a minute, but I feel like that might be what. <laughs> let, let, let me give you some grandpappy advice, Edwin. Take one of them checks, one of them ones with the sixes or the ten in front of it, and go put that in a Roth IRA and leave it there until you're an old man like me and you'll be rich. Maybe. Unless the banking system crashes. Yeah, yeah. All either, maybe buy half of that. <laughs> you know, maybe buy ammo with the other half in case you have to steal for your food. But uh, put some of that away and, and you'll be happy later on. But anyway, on to the fishing. Brian. Yeah. Number one, congratulations on almost running down Prince Edwin. Almost. Uh, yeah. Number two, I want to hear this story that you kind of alluded to. After day one, Brian had messaged me during the week and asked if I had those F this lake shirts ready because apparently he was not having a great time pre fishing. And I look at the leaderboard after day one, I was like, well, hell, he wasn't having that bad time. And he says he has this fa fantastic story of a, a great fish catch. So I want to hear it live here. Yeah, it's just a crazy eat that I haven't experienced before. Um, I was on that big one on day one at 22 and a quarter. Um, I was throwing a chatterbait in the pads and I was kind of getting blown into the pads towards my cast and I had one eat and he was running at me and I was trying to catch up to him and, uh, he's coming at me, coming at me and, uh, popped off like maybe two feet from the boat. And I just kept reeling. It all happened really quick. I just kept reeling and I was literally lifting my chatterbait out the water. It's out of the water, like three inches. And I see him come up and he flies out of the water, eats it out of the air. I, wail into him he hits the front of the boat goes back in the water and jumps two or three times and i get the net under him real quick and throw him in the boat it was just like is this unbelievable to watch it to see him come up open his mouth and fly out of the water and grab it out of the air it was awesome what time of day was that when that happened uh, i think that was at like nine or ten it wasn't you know it was midday i don't remember exactly what that one came in at uh, i think uh, it looks like it was like uh, eight or nine o'clock. Yeah. Did you have a GoPro running? I did not, of course. That was my next question. <laughs> did you get that on field? Well, Steve Fields there watching you. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I, I. You know. I. I. I've been debating doing that. It's just like when I'm fishing a tournament, I. I try to keep it simple, and I don't. I don't want to worry about something else. Worry about filming something when I'm trying to win the tournament. You know. So it's just well, on it. Edwin, the guy that won the tournament. You had a pretty interesting clip of, <laughs> of a big fish too on your GoPro that was running. What uh, number one? You know, how are you approaching this fish? Because I 
we saw, you know, in one of the major pro bass boat events down there, live scope being utilized with a much more finesse presentation. You were doing kind of the opposite of finesse, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, it was really just the only thing I could get bid on. I couldn't get them to look at anything else during practice. Um, and usually a big bait something I throw during practice just to see, get, get fish to come up and look at it. Um, but they were committing a lot to it. So I just went with what I figured out. And you were using live scope, correct? Yes. So how are you utilizing, I mean, were you going around scanning each individual tree to see which ones had bass on them before you would cast, or were you making a cast and just watching your bait on the way back and seeing if anything was coming up under it? So I was just throwing it. There was a few different types of trees that were holding fish just the way that they they showed up on live scope main, mainly just bigger thicker trees um and i'd throw over top of them and they'd see if anything comes up and then try to make them react and sometimes i just see a fish cruising along through the timber and throw at it it really just it was either there's a fish there or i think there could be one there and i mean there was tons of them out there brian were you utilizing live scope at all <laughs> no i haven't I, <laughs> no i haven't dabbled into that yet. maybe next year. so your bite was pretty shallow right uh for the most part yeah i mean um i was fishing some shallow grass flats and then also the the pads were kind of the pads are a little deeper they're five six foot of water um, but you you pretty much committed to that bite though the, the entire tournament so y'all were yeah. doing kind of two different two different things yeah, for sure. Yeah, and Ryan, I feel like Brian, obviously he's a TOC champ. But since then, you haven't gone away. Like every <laughs> tournament that you're in, like you're up there. Like whether it's Bass or Hobie or whatever, you're not – I mean, you are up there in the top ten. It seems like every tournament you're riding that momentum still. How, does it feel like that? Yeah, I mean, that that was my goal going into this year was just to, um, to keep it going. Um, you know – I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to stay up there. I, you know, if I, for the, maybe the lack of, uh, um, experience with the bass world, uh, maybe I would make up with it with effort. I don't know, but that, it, that's uh, what I meant by that because we talked to you before on here and you talked about coming from the salt side and trying to, you know, do this bass thing. Well, obviously you win the, the pinnacle tournament and now you just kept the momentum rolling. It, it's crazy to see impressive to see. I appreciate it. Yep. I'm, I'm trying. I'm, this is my, this is my last one for the year, pretty much. Um, I got one event in first week of June, and then I'm not doing any bass stuff until the TOC. I think. There you go. Ewing, what's uh, what's next on your list? Uh, should be Kentucky Lake. Boy, can't wait for that one. Yeah, usually I <laughs> never been out there in a kayak, but usually I run around with like a chicken with my head cut off. So we'll see how this works. So let's talk. You you did pretty well. Uh, Y'all rallied at Pickwick in your in your college tournament out of the big boat. Mm -hmm. What is it that's so different for you, mentally or performance wise? Is it the the ability to run around or not run around? What affects you know kind of the two the two different Ewings uh, here? Like you obviously dominate in <laughs> on the kayak side. What's the difference? The bass know that there's a boat up there. Is that it? They know I, you're in it. They're I, like, you exit a boat. <laughs> you exit a boat. <laughs> they're just, 
I don't know. They fish act completely different around a, a bass boat compared to a kayak. And really that's just also being in a kayak. It's, you know, my own platform that I've been in. I'm comfortable in it. Uh, you go in a bass boat, you've got two people, you're trying to work together. Sometimes, you know, you, you have little disagreements and want to do different things, but uh, it's it's just a completely different thing all altogether, and I don't know. Just seems like I get more bites out of a kayak. Uh, I mean, I would venture to say you definitely get more bites out of a kayak and, and bigger, bigger bites and bigger bites. It seems. Well, and you know, some of your college teammates have have jumped into because of your success and your brothers and, and Jacksons and people like that, they've jumped into the kayak tournaments and it's not magic. I mean, they haven't jumped in mm-hmm. and had the same success. So there's something to that. Like Ryan's saying that, yeah. that you are feeling more comfortable out of the, out of the plastic boat for sure. And definitely the fact that until, I mean, I started fishing when I was very young, got a kayak when I was eight or nine. So I, that was my original platform of, of fishing off of. Didn't get a, a boat until like my sophomore year of high school. Uh, so it's just, I've always been around them and I'm really comfortable fishing out of a, a little plastic thing. What were some, you, you alluded to, to some uh, kind of follow-ups to those bigger fish that wouldn't commit to that glide bait. What, what were you doing for those big fish that just, you know, either missed it or came up interested and didn't want it? Like, how were you kind of closing the deal on those? Well, usually with a big bait, if you have a fish come up and look at it, um, they won't they won't touch anything else or at least nothing smaller. Uh, just something in their instincts. They won't. It's like they won't even look at it because they were already chasing a, a larger meal. But. I mean, I just decided I would try throwing a drop shot at them, uh, and it worked one time. And so was, how big was the big bait you were throwing? Eight inches. So you follow an eight-inch glide bait up with a drop shot, mm-hmm. and how big was that fish that you caught? 2275. <laughs> uh, well, the, days, the, you know? fish, the fish, it came up, followed my glide bait, swiped at it right next to the boat but it didn't act spooked or anything. It just kind of moseyed off and it went over to a tree and watched it swim to the bottom of it. So I was like, well, I might as well pitch the drop shot at it. And to my shock, it bit. Did you yeah. have many people in, in the area doing the same thing you were doing? There were a lot of people in my area fishing the same stuff, just different presentations. Um, like Rolando was was fishing the same area as me, and our days kind of flip flopped. He had a killer second day, um, where you know what he was doing was a little bit better for those conditions compared to how I was trying to fish. Um, and that's part of my reason for getting out of there so early on day one, because uh, I got off the well. I stopped fishing at eleven thirty because when you're throwing a eight inch bait, I mean someone can be half a mile away and be like, Oh, that's a big thing flying through the air. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was, I've never seen anything like it. It was ridiculous. Just every single fish that came and looked at it, at least tried to bite it out. Caught probably 15 or 20 bass on an eight inch glide bait on day one. And I was, my mindset was 
if people see this and I know, especially Rolando being in my area and being from Texas, I was like, he sees this, he'll figure it out. And then I won't have this lead. Um, and it was just hoping that no one else would, would catch on. I'm going to show this picture. Steve sent me this. There's a picture of you slinging one in the air. Were you trying to net or are you just boat flipping these bad boys? Um, I didn't net any of the glide bait fish. Uh, that one right there was a 21 and a quarter, I believe. It's just when you get them coming, you keep them coming. You got heavy line. Uh, the less time they have to thrash around, then the better. Were you trying to swing that over your two graphs into the net on the other side? Was that the target or yeah. what, what's happening there? So that one was a pretty terrible boat flip. I usually <laughs> – it was, it was all of the other boat flips, I have them all on camera, but they were all just how you, you like it, come right in basically into your lap. I flip them just to the right of my graph. Um but that one, it kind of smacked into my graph and started spinning around and stuff. That's why Steve got like six pictures or something yeah, of me. It. He said he held those out of respect because obviously, obviously those were day one picks. Mm -hmm. uh, and didn't want to, I mean, obviously the juice would be loose if he <laughs> if he sh shared those on the gallery after day one. So camera guy being a, being a pro that he is. Held is it pick. because you were only fishing for six grand in this one? You were like, uh, you know, I'll just I'll be a little flip. willy nilly here and sling them around a little bit. I've I've just been boat flipping a lot more fish lately. I don't. I mean, it's heavy line. Like I said, I just want to get them in the boat. Uh, it's not really any kind of only six grand because if I lost <laughs> one of those fish, I'd be pretty pissed off that I didn't try to net it. Exactly. Uh, that was kind of the kind of the joke in that one. Yeah. But I've also had times where I lose them while I'm reaching for the net. So it's, you know, just kind of a flip up of what you want to do. And I was, I'd set the hook and I'd start reeling as hard as I could. And I wouldn't stop until they were in the boat. Nelly, are you, uh, are you a net guy or are you a boat flip guy? I mostly try to use a net. I mean, I'll flip some smaller fish, but <laughs> yeah, the ones that matter, I try to try to put them in a net. <laughs> well, let's talk about day one to day two because we had Cole on a little bit ago. And we talked about what is an insurmountable lead or what feels like an insurmountable lead. And Brian, you had a fantastic day one, obviously ninety two and a half inches. But Ewing, with all you know, twenty plus fish sitting there, thirteen inches clear of you, basically. Uh, but Seminole being Seminole and knowing that there's big fish in there, did you feel still feel you were in striking distance of him? Oh, no. I, you know, immediately you're thinking you're fishing for second, you know. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, it's tough. To, it's obviously, you know, tough to repeat a uh, 100-inch day. Um, you know, I didn't think I, – I, I I I'm not saying that Ewan couldn't do it to do 200-plus two, days. I'm sure he can. But – uh it's tough to do. So obviously you think there's always a chance, but you know, when anyone puts up 105, you're already automatically thinking that you're fishing for second place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan told a funny story that you, you were at the, was it at the weigh in Ryan or after the fact he was saying, Hey, I might've called, I might, you know, no, I messaged him. Messaged I was him. like, I, because I mean, that was really like mathematically, like we're looking at the numbers, like the only, person that could run him down was was brian i messaged him i was like 
did you call? I was like, I ain't going to say nothing to the kid, but did you call? And he's like, yes, I did. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to make Ewing sweat. No, he did. He was sweating. He was <laughs> calculating. After, uh, it made a, a comment um, on someone else having the highest limit of the day or something, and he he soon found out. Because I nudged him when we were up there. I'm like, you think you won? And he was like, I already know I won. <laughs> Ooh, there <laughs> I, you, I was, that's, I was, him. That's, that's Edwin right there. I was hey, trying to build the suspense but it didn't work <laughs> aj well he he had me there for a while and i was sitting there i was like well at least this isn't like watts bar getting beat by ryan uh <laughs> couldn't imagine a worse outcome than that one but well, no it's, <laughs> but no i i was sitting there they were going through awards and um at this point i was like yep brian beat me i was like it's i i blew it i had that feeling all day when I had that limit, but AJ was just going through awards and he said 98.75, biggest bag of the day for Tim Isaacs, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then I, I went on my calculator and started adding some numbers. Back. Gosh. Oh, oh, if you work that hard in school, son, whoo, boy. Guys, a limit. Now do that with the investments I was talking about and add that up. See, and you'll, you'll be good. Uh, so from what I understand, guys, Ryan was talking about how bad the rain was day one, but day two was like some sort of hurricane force winds blowing through there or something. Is that right? Did it get super windy on day two? Sketchy? Oh, yeah. So no, what that do to your bite, both of you? Just pushed me on top of a bunch of trees, and I somewhat broke my live scope mount. Pretty sure my drive's messed up. But Other than that, it was I fine. mean, it's, it's, I mean, I, I used the same drive the whole day, so it, it's still functioning, but it, I got slammed into a lot of trees and about flipped and got high centered. It wasn't, it wasn't a fun time out there. Did you stick with that same presentation on day two? Mm -hmm. I mean, were you just ride or die on the, on the glide bait? I didn't know what else to do. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I threw a glide bait and a drop shot. I threw a couple other swim baits, some soft swim baits in there. But even though they weren't acting quite like they were on the first day, a glide bait was getting the most interest. I did downsize to a six inch, which I had three of my five on, um, including my two biggest fish of, of day two. So that was just something I felt like it was necessary to do with them being finicky. So for Brian, obviously it, it cranked up your bite a little bit. So what, what happened with your, uh, yeah, I, on day two? I mean, day one, I fished a lot of the shallower grass flats. Um, and I was forced to kind of go hide after I was hoping I'd get maybe an hour or two to fish that grass, but I, I pretty much bailed on that within 45 minutes and I kind of had to tuck away a little bit and fish more in the pads and actually went to some other spots that I, I hit a little bit in practice, but I didn't fish anything like that on Saturday. And just again trying to hit some water that was somewhat out of the wind. And I I honestly I look back to where I came from for my launch and I'm I'm looking at the white caps and I'm like, I, I honestly don't know if I'm gonna make it back. <laughs> <laughs> it was blown, it was gusting 30 something at in, you know, probably midday, like ten o'clock or so. And thankfully it calmed down a little bit in the afternoon. So the areas you said you didn't get a ton of bites on, on day two, correct? No, nah, yeah. Well, either day. I think I at the most got eight bites on maybe saturday wow and maybe seven on uh well i got a couple dinks so maybe have eight maybe probably eight or nine bites total at most 
And was a lot of that just from covering water and hitting kind of as many pockets and, and spots out of the wind as you could get to on day two? Yeah. Um, I, I, again, I was forced to, you know, refish a lot of the area, just circling through it again. Um, and it was really weird, too. I In practice, I had a couple of spots, you know, spots where I caught fish, decent-sized fish. And then I caught on Saturday most of my limit on those exact same spots. And when I say exact same spot, it was like, you know, within – a five foot radius of those spots where I caught them on. And again, I, I, I went back on Sunday and I caught a couple of fish in the exact same spot that I caught them on Saturday and Friday. So it was, there's definitely something to the certain areas that I was in. Similar approach on the, on the moving baits. What do you mean? Oh, like you were saying the jackhammer flying through the air and fish chasing it and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. It was all, you know, it's all, I, I tried throwing worm. I didn't get anything on the worm. I was, they're all, on you know a shad imitation a chatterbait or i was using a you know a top water walking bait on saturday and then of course the frog but you know the frog was just imitating some shad chasing across the top so you know we just had cole on talking about missouri and he's catching fish still pre-spawn coming into the spawn what, what was going on down on Seminole? i'm assuming all those were post-spawn maybe some shad spawn going on down there yeah yeah, my fish are all post-spawn, and I didn't really see a shad spawn happening, but there's a decent amount of shad in my area. Did not, you see not, a shad spawn, Ewing? I, I didn't see one. I went to two or three I, different parts of the lake, and I didn't see one anywhere in two days. Well, during practice, I went to go fish the bank and try it out, and the gator started growling at me, so <laughs> that was about the only five minutes I spent up against the bank. So I wouldn't have known if there was one going on anyways. That's fair. You think uh, what do you what are you feeling like on uh, AOY this year, Ewing? It's eluded you barely. Fast, fast couple. You you got two dubs. You uh, you think you're gonna think you're gonna close it out? Um, I mean, I already have my my world spot. I'm not not as worried about AOY stuff this year. I'm just seeing if I could if I can win as many as possible. So far, it's working pretty good. Just try to win them all. You didn't come to paint. You came to it, win. What was that you said? What was that crazy? One of my favorite Ewing sayings. What was if you if you fish for seconds, you're going to get 20th or something. <laughs> something off the wall. That came out of the calculator again. Man. Yeah. The calculator. Oh, yeah. I like that. Is that a new shirt? It could too be. Too many words. Could, that's way too many words for too us. Too many words. Yeah, well, we'll make it a quote, like a meme quote for, for young Ewing there. Uh, I'm trying to find some comments and questions for you guys. Oh, Trey Lashley. I had this one starred. Uh, this is for uh, Ewing, unless Brian has a brother that kayak fishes too. It says, do you, do you trash talk your brother when you win? Having older brothers himself, they always hated losing to me at anything. I can only trash talk him when he's fishing the same tournament. So I was going to say, usually Nolan, uh, Nolan only, makes a pretty good run himself. Only after Harris team. Yep. <laughs> so there is a little bit of that going back and forth. Even though a little, little bit. All right. Uh, Rolando said, day one, he made the mistake of going shallow, and Ewing had already slayed them all. So he didn't see you throwing your big big glide bait out there. And there was no cypress trees to jerk bait the stump with his uh, jerk bait there. I'm pretty sure he was jerk. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw Rolando jerk baiting trees out there when I came by. There there cypress trees cypress. down there? Yeah, there's Not a few. cypress. Well, I mean, there are there's cypress up in the river that's predominant, I think, in the in the Flint area, but uh, it's mostly like standing post oaks and stuff out there where they flooded, you know, 
don't know, decades ago. But it's in like 20, 30 feet of water, standing timber, deadheads right at water level. It's a real fun place to try to get around in the dark. What'd y'all think about that launch on Saturday? How, uh, how much fun was that? I was doing circles. <laughs> yeah, I could see a thing out there. To I was trying to follow my GPS, and I look up, and I'm trying to get my bearings, and it's dark and fog, and I'm, I, I just kept losing track of where I was going. <laughs> I you was out in the maze, weren't you? Yeah, I, I saw how dark it was going to be, so I waited a little while to launch. I uh, just didn't feel like running into a stump at, you know, pitch black out there. And I was fishing a hump off of the off of the boat lane running mm -hmm. down the lake. And, like, it's so foggy, I'm out there. And all I hear, like, once they turn the bass boats loose, all I hear are the big motors coming down. I was like, oh, this is, this is going to be awesome. Marshall had a really uh, terribly shot video, but an entertaining video <laughs> that he took of, I guess, a kayak angler and a bass boater got into it over a spot and they end up like running their vessels into each other and yelling and whatnot. But the audio and the video are pretty much useless, but it gave you an idea of, <laughs> of why you need a cameraman. Uh, but also <laughs> what, what was transpiring in that? I'm not sure whatever came out of it. We didn't get a follow-up video. It was just a lot of sideways phone flipping back and forth. I saw, uh, who was it that posted a picture of somebody out the back window of the restaurant fishing late into the evening out of a kayak? That was us sitting there. Uh, we yeah. were at Big Jim's eating dinner, and it was like almost dark. And here comes three or four kayaks in. You know, they had their lights and flags, all the proper tournament equipment. And I was like, boy, somebody is, is really putting in the after hours on day one here. Uh, yeah. But they were up pre-fishing, I think they said, for a team event. I saw that comment and thought, I thought that is something I never thought I would see, which was, we don't give a shit about the BOS event. We're up here. Yep. <laughs> we're up here. We're up here practicing for our team event. But hey, that's all right. Go get, go get it. Boys. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Go get that. Uh, Joe Kirk, what is y'all's go to for a pressured lake? Either eight, one inch, for eight inch glide baits. Eight inch glide baits and drop shots. <laughs> that's it. I mean, you about nailed it. I'd throw a jerk bait in there, but either go big or go small. Um, with, with pressured fish, you either have to get something in front of them that they either haven't seen or can't pass up or just something small and finesse and try to trick them. Yeah. I, I run through my normal stuff and then I'll downsize, you know, normal, I like throwing speed worm, chatterbait, top water if I can. And then I'll go down from there. DOA shrimp. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> They, they don't see that very often. Yeah, that's right. That's right, buddy. You get up in Tennessee and start throwing a shrimp. They're all kind of confused. Like, wait a minute now. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, are you going to give this up, uh, Ewing? Big Levi Schneider asked, what glide was Ewing throwing? There's pictures of it. If you can figure it out, you can buy one. Let's see. <laughs> hmm. Doesn't look like a hair, like a hair tail. It looks more like a plastic tail. I don't know. I'll tell you, uh, Dylan and them found that the Chad Shad was in stock at the at the bait and tackle store. Was it Westside? Is that the name of the tackle shop down there? Either one of you guys know? Yeah, that's that's what it was called. Yeah, and they cleaned them they cleaned them out on the Chad Shads. They came in with handfuls of them. They said they had every color uh, every color selected. That's a bizarre deal, man. There are people; those are selling out right and left. And I know that there's not that many glide bait fishermen out there. It's just FOMO. Everybody's buying them. 
and Ewing's yeah. the only one out there throwing the thing. I'm just kidding. I saw Matt uh, Matt Millard uh, in his post, mm-hmm. in his recap post. He was out there without a live scope throwing jerk baits and and the glide baits. So I feel like that's you know obviously you're going to trigger the same fish, but it's much more of a uh, number of casts that you make kind of deal if you're going to slide it in front of them or not versus kind of a target experience. Yeah, I saw Levi in the comments and made me think of this picture, Ryan. I got to throw it up real quick. That's Levi in the middle there with our NSK team winning squad. And I told him it made it made him look like a bunch of youth anglers with Levi standing there because he's yeah. a mountain of a human there. So well done. I see that. that. <laughs> well. Had me laughing when I saw that pic. Uh, Brian, you mentioned you're done with bass tournaments for the for the summer pretty much. What are you what are you gonna be doing? Are you gonna be back guiding, doing some salt stuff? What are you what are you gonna be doing? Yeah, this is our, our best season now we're getting into for fishing, especially offshore. So I'm I'm pretty much booked every day. Can't really get away for anything. I do uh I got invited to the uh US team USA event in the first week of June. I had to move a bunch of stuff around to even make that, but I wanted to make sure I was there for that and then I'll just be working through the summer until uh I don't know, I might if I feeling frisky, I might get down to Texas for the the Hobie one there. I'm not sure yet, but it's a long drive, so we'll see. There we go. Um and then Ewing, you said you, you're queued up for Kentucky Lake. Are you doing any of the bass, uh, Bassmaster stuff over the summer? Um, I don't even know which events, but probably. Uh, just <laughs> it's summertime. I'm gonna fish as many as I can. Uh, you coming to PK? And hopefully. Here, hold on once. Oh no, we're good. Never mind. Hot pocket. Um, you hot pocket done? Uh. Uh, I'm in a crock pot. <laughs> you ain't cooking with a crock pot, don't lie to me. Faces. Okay, that's more. That's more like it. That's more like it. I believe that. There we go. Uh, any other questions for these guys before we let them slide out of here? We're gonna do the Revo giveaway here in just a minute. I mean, you know, it's it's more of the same. Ewing and Brian finishing the top top five, top ten of these tournaments. I mean, just impressive stuff. All right. Same old song and dance, baby. Same old, same old song and dance. We'll see. We'll see how many more times we get them back on here <laughs> throughout the year. But I'm willing to bet we'll probably see them both uh, at the top for these next few events. Yeah, yeah. Well done, fellas. Uh, I'll tell you what. We'll we'll let y'all slide out of here. Uh, we appreciate the time as always. And like I said, congrats again. Keep the keep the momentum rolling. Good show, boys. I enjoyed uh, enjoyed watching and and especially. <laughs> after knowing what Ewing was on and then and then knowing how close Brian got, uh, that was pretty uh, pretty fun to keep up with from what limited service I had at the volleyball tournament. Yeah, I had to make it interesting. <laughs> Boy. There we go. All right, guys. Y'all have a great night. We're going to do the giveaway right. here in just a second. All right. Take it easy, boys. See ya. There we go. Edwin, son, cleaning them, cleaning them up every time. I hope he listens to me about that investing his money stuff, Ryan. I, I hope he doesn't. Cool. I hope he buys a bunch of big glide baits. They'll hold their value longer than the stock market will anyway. Yeah, that's probably true. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's probably true. All right, let me get the giveaway screen up. Simple tonight. We're doing a Revo giveaway. So hashtag Revo in the comments for a chance to win. We got nearly 100 people watching, so we'll give it a minute for the entries to pile up. Uh, Justin Ridenauer popped on and said, is there an update on Jeff's green daughter? He popped in late. So I'll give you a row row update while we're getting the entries for the Revo giveaway. Um, I just went up and saw her yesterday, which was awesome. But they're getting packed up tonight. Tomorrow, they're heading to Little Rock to Children's Hospital 
to have some testing done. Uh, it's not a chemo treatment down there, but they're doing a bone marrow biopsy, doing another uh, PET scan, some other things to check what we hope uh, is a declined presence of cancer cells in her body. The tumor's already shrinking. So um, we got prayers up. Everybody's watching, send some prayers up for her for good results at the end of this week. So, so she yeah. had that uh, she had that biker swag on. Uh, what was it last week? Oh yeah, she's looking that, looking pretty tough. That's right. That girl can pull it off, man. She's the happiest dang little baby I've ever seen. She had us smiling all all afternoon yesterday. So, row row, she's doing good. We appreciate everybody that's been pulling for her. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, somebody asked if I was fishing table rod. Tyler Zingerly, are you fishing table rod? When is that, Tyler? Justin said something to me about it, but I I don't know when it is. I, I've been so terrible about fishing local events, Ryan. I fish, I fish like one or two every year. I don't know. We were talking about that, and, you know, I I think especially if you chase this national stuff around, you really miss out on, you know, kind of the local fishing community part, but your skill set also is, is thrown off when it comes yeah. time to get back to these home lakes. Like Gunnersville, you know, used to I fish it all the time. And now, uh, you know, springtime is a different ball game, but year round, usually I, I felt comfortable, you know, fishing Gunnersville or Chickamauga on the Tennessee River there. And, and I, I may fish them like for tournaments, maybe two or three times a year total, you know, instead of every other weekend. So definitely yeah. makes a big difference. I think it really impacts kind of how you perform uh, across the board too. If you're, if you're kind of throwing yourself into, into these new fisheries all the time. Yeah. And frankly, I told some people this before, but I just got sick of fishing Beaver Lake all the time and just stopped going, <laughs> even though I live like 10 minutes from it. But I need to, I need to get out there. And they are all saying it's this weekend. And I love that's Table what, Rock. So I need, to, I need to, I need to get my stuff together and, and head up to Table Rock this weekend. That'd be fun. Do it. Go fish with Junior. I'm telling y'all, watch out. Junior's the one. He's the, he's way better angler than I ever was. So is, that, is he, is he as good as fishing as he thinks he is at basketball? Better. <laughs> better get him out here come on then i'm his daddy i'm calling him the goat at everything that's how bring, bring him to kentucky lake come on yeah so I, i'm hoping that if roro's in the clear by this fall i can i can bring him to that uh that fork event that no limit event okay yeah. okay because that's close to home all right we've got 63 entries ryan we give, give any more time we're gonna pull the trigger here i mean i got all night buddy it's it's 9 30 out here on the on the east coast we can we can burn it down if you want to we'll let it run till 10 10 15 <laughs> all right i'm kidding get your comments in we're done all right all right here we go i'm pulling the trigger dun, dun, Man, dun. revo giveaway last one i think last giveaway came from youtube Let's see if facebook gets mm -hmm. a little love this time here we go slowing down whoa my man we'll take that we know he'll put them to good use that's right. Rolando. I think we were going to try to send him a pair anyway. I thought that at one point. So anyway, Rolando, we did, we did you're the man. You're the man, Rolando. How about that, Ryan? Good show. We had winners everywhere tonight. We did. We, we really stacked it deep. We were <laughs> afraid that we might've went a little too heavy on guests, but I think it, uh, I think it panned out pretty well. Yeah, it worked out. It was a good one. It was a good one. And it was cool to have a little something different with all American series on here. And as we said, we're going to have, we got a couple of different things coming. We have uh, some guests lined up that are coming from kind of more of the bass boat side, I guess you could say. We're going to have, have them on to tell you about something new that's launching soon. 
And then we want to do that, uh, that kind of battery breakdown as well. So we're going to try to mix it up a little bit. We've got a little break in, in tournaments here and, uh, you know, moving into the summer, things get a little more spaced out and, and I know a lot more kind of relaxed for a lot of us that, that have been running all over the place all spring. So looking forward to getting, uh, getting a little diversity in here. There we go. We're all about diversity here. All on about it. Yeah. All right. Appreciate it, everybody. Rolando, I'll get you that code ASAP, buddy. See y'all.